up? This is Matt Dietz, and this is None of My Business. This is the show where I get to sit down and talk with smart, creative, and ambitious entrepreneurs who are in the middle of their journey. You know, there is no playbook for starting and growing a business. It's really hard. I've done it, (laughs) and I've run the gamut of emotions. So um, what I like to do is sit down and talk with people who have done it so that struggling or new entrepreneurs can learn from people who have done it before us. And today on the show, I have a buddy of mine. His name is Joe McKittish, who is the founder of Do Work University. I've known Joe for a while. We've run in some similar circles, and I do not know a better marketer than Joe. He is, the, the amount of value you're going to get from this conversation is is really rich and really deep. For starters, Joe is just really fun to talk to. You will, you'll hear the cadence of our conversation. We just kind of enjoy each other's companies and enjoy some of the same things. Two is uh, Joe is really smart at what he does. And so he has just a master's level understanding of marketing, of Uh, kind of the psychology of networking and uh, he puts it to use and he teaches it. So he will teach you really a lot of the things that I have built my business on the foundation of it. um, I just figured out on my own, just like Joe did. He just has a better way of expressing it and teaching people and he's acted on it and he's built a whole platform to help other people network um, as successfully as he does. And uh, the way I've grown my business is just face to face. And Joe has done the same thing. He has just done it uh, significantly broader than me. So I'm excited for you to listen. Joe, th- thank you so much for coming on. You brought a ton to this episode, and I'm excited for people to hear and learn. So let's get on with the show. All right, let's go. Well, I am joined today with Joe McKittish, the founder, CEO of Do Work University. What's up, Joe? What is up? Thanks for having me. How you doing? I am doing amazing. That's good. And I'm doing well. Thanks for thanks for coming in. I'm excited to tell your story. You got some good stuff to share with us today. So I, I always throw a, just a slow underhand pitch right down the middle to get these started, to get the pipes warmed up. But why don't you tell me where you're from and how you got to Idaho? Yeah. So I'm originally from Montana. Okay. The closest town to me was called Phillipsburg, Montana. Still is. A couple hundred people there. And um, yeah, I kind of grew up in the mountains at 7,000 feet of elevation, ice fishing, snowsho- snowshoeing, cross country skiing. Wow. Yeah, it was a great way to grow up, homeschooled. So got snowed in most days. So I read a lot of books. That's awesome. Still keep doing that. Very cool. Yeah. And when did you get here? I moved here in 2003. I made my way around the country first. Went to moved to Georgia, moved to Tennessee, uh, spent some time in Boston, some time nice. in Alabama, some nice. time in Texas. I don't know. I had a, a theme with the South and the, with a quick detour up to Boston for a bit. Oh, that's and fun. And uh, my dad retired here. He ran ROTC out of Boise State for a couple of years, his last duty station with the military. And he was like, I'm going to retire in Boise. And I was in Houston. We'd been flooded twice in like... 18 months. I'm like, you know what sounds good is not flooding. And so uh, (laughs) I quit my job and packed up a van and had no idea what Boise was about other than the blue field and um, moved up here. And here you are. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. So you roll up here in 2003 after doing kind of a Southeast, you know, world tour of the States here. Um, What did you do when you landed? How old were you when you got here in 03? Uh, Let's see. That would have been 23 years old. Okay. So tell me what you're doing today, and then we're going to go back, and and we'll catch up. So Yeah, so Dewark University. Tell me what Dewark University is. Um, Let's start there. Yeah, our primary focus is helping business owners acquire customers. So uh, the way I present it to people is, you know how you you spend money on marketing, with a marketing agency or on your own, you try to do some ads and you just throw ads in magazines or online or, you know, you try all these different marketing methods and they just don't work. Right. Yep. And so uh, you don't really have a strategy or the step-by-step steps it takes to get new customers. And so that's what we do is we teach you exactly what to do. So you don't have to throw darts at the marketing dartboard all day and hope one of them hits. Uh, We go, this is exactly what you should do for your type of business. And here's the steps to do that. As long as you do these things, you'll acquire all the customers you want. That's awesome. I I think that 
that's one of the toughest things to do when you get into business. And we, I've talked about this a lot, but when people get into business, it's because they're good at something, you know, they built a really good widget or maybe they're really good with people. Maybe they can sell something, you know, but that's not, that's one small percentage of, of being a business owner. Like you, you can be great at building whatever you're going to build and you can be great at talking to people, but you have to be able to get in front of people. You know, you have to be able to market and that's not a skill that I think comes naturally. I think it's, it's only beneficial if, if you can align with somebody that can teach you those skills because, because it's hard unless you're going to, so you have a product that helps people build that entire system to get in front of people. Correct. Which is yep. awesome. Okay. So what were you doing back in 2003? And we're going to lead all the way up to like how you got to where you're doing now. I know you've, you've been a serial entrepreneur for, for many years. So, so take me down your path. Yeah. You know, I'll start in Houston. I started a business there in 1999 with a friend of mine. We were working full-time jobs. So here's your standard story. We were good at something, mm-hmm. we good technicians. And this happened to be IT stuff, right? We were good at with computers. And uh, we worked for big, huge corporations. And as you know, most people who work for big, huge corporations, most of them have a side gig. And so we started a side hustle. And uh, the first thing I did was um, realize that I didn't know very many small businesses, and that was our target. And so I started looking around, where do small businesses congregate? And met a guy at a coffee shop, and he was like, hey, I've got a, a group we meet you know, on Tuesday mornings. Why don't you come down, and we'll meet some people. And it was a BNI chapter. Right? Ah, yes. And so... Um, Changed your life. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really did. And so uh, I'm still a BNI member today, so you kind of do the math on that. I've been in BNI a long time. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed BNI, really enjoyed the getting to know how small businesses work, how they think, what their problems were. And of course, I was hyper-focused on technology then. And uh, we grew that business quite quite rapidly so uh, within a couple years we're doing several million dollars in revenue and uh, when i left there we did four million in the year before uh, i left so um grew fast then i moved here so i'm going to lean into this a little bit because i know that you're a big fan of bni as am i it was a it was really important i was in bni for five years and it really changed the course of the way that i market uh changed the course of the way that i get in front of people and what i do when i get in front of people Mm -hmm. um so let's talk a little bit about that what did you learn what's the first thing you learned in bni and tell me Tell me the time that you put it into play and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the first thing I, I learned was, the, you know, to uh, meet with how to meet with people. Right. So in a group setting, I was terrified getting in front of people. Uh, I was not a public speaker. I was an IT guy. Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the guys in there was like, hey, you should join Toastmasters, which I did. We can talk about that more. But uh, learned how to do public speaking. But getting up in front of people every week and giving just my 30-second or 60-second commercial took the terror out of uh, public speaking. Just so practice, 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 practice. Practice, practice, practice. And so uh, that really helped me. The, the next thing I learned, a guy gave me a book that was a self-published book, and I think the guy actually published it himself. You know, It was one of those. And I still have a copy of it. Can't find it anywhere else. But it, it uh, really went over the concept of power teams. And I'll go into power, the power team concept because I teach a lot on that. Um, the power team concept in a different way than what is even presented in BNI today. Right. So um, when you're out in the networking community, maybe you're at a, a business after hours, like the chamber business, business after hours, and there's 100 people in the room. And you go find a group of people to talk to. Are they even the right people for you? Um, Will they be able to forget whether they can do business with you or not as a customer? But uh, will are they a good referral partner? You know that's what you should be looking for when you're networking. Yeah. And so uh, what what B and I taught me at the beginning that older guy took me under his wing and said, Hey, I'm going to mentor you and show you how to do uh, networking the right way. And uh, his mentorship meant the world to me. It really took me from not understanding how to network at all, and I would have done what everybody else does, networking, which is just go have coffee with anybody and everybody who'll meet with me, and vomit out my you know uh, 30 minutes of what my business is about and who I am and my kids and my dog and everything else. Then get back in my car and go. Well, I accomplished nothing. You right. Know? And that's how people do networking even today. Yeah. And so. Um, what I learned was finding the right people. And back then I was in the business services power team, still am today. So I was really focused on other businesses that served businesses. So uh, that could be a business banker, a business attorney, a business coach, um, bookkeepers, accountants. Lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. And so those people referred me business on a regular basis. And so I really 
started only networking with those people. Great. Because I wasn't out to network with customers and get customers. That came naturally. Uh, what I was out to do was find people who could refer me business every single day. Very smart. So walk me through what it's like when you walk into a room and there are 80 people there. What is your process? Like maybe you don't know anybody. Right. Okay. Which is common. This is, this is the... You know, in the beginning, it's tough to do. Like, I remember when I started going to events like that, like, remember the smoke out, right? You probably went to the smoke yeah. out, right? And, yeah. and this was when I started to cut my teeth in marketing. And, and I was the guy that was like, all right, you know, spraying my card all over the room and say, hey, will you buy him? Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I needed to do something, which is more than a lot of people do. So at least I'm out there, right? But I still am not very efficient at it. I learned later to do what you were doing and align with people who could send business to me. Uh, but at the same time, you know, my strategy was always trying to find somebody that I could connect with the person that I'm talking to. I'm a connector, right? And so that, that became my plan. I want to hear what you do when you walk into a room of 80 people. What do you do? Like, what do your eyes see? What do you look for? Um, and then how do you leave that event, you know, with a better position to earn business than you did before? Well, you know, in a room that I don't know anybody is pretty difficult to find these days, but, uh, sure. you know, well, back when I, first, but you can remember, yeah, right? I can remember. <laughs> so when I first moved here, I didn't know anybody other than my parents and my sisters. Right. right. So, um, I actually went up on table rock. Most of your listeners are probably from here. So they'll understand this. So it, it's a, it overlooks the Valley and I went up there at night and this was, I moved here in March of 2003 and I think I went up there like towards the end of March and uh, just stood up on top of that and far less people, far less lights in yeah. the area then. And I kind of made myself a promise that anybody of note in this valley would at least know who I am, right? So um, that was really my target and my focus at the beginning was to walk, not be able to walk through a restaurant without two or three people stopping me and shaking my hand, right? Wow. And, and, and I wanted um, them to shake my hand because they knew that I, I could help them with stuff and I would help them Great. with stuff with. And, then, and back to those introductions. So back to walking into a room. When I'm walking into a room now, I look for people I don't know right, immediately. So I say hi to a few people I do know on the way, just kind of, you know, handshake, how you doing? Quickly on to the people I don't know. And went back then, well, I didn't know anybody. So the first person I saw, I didn't know them, right? So right. I'd walk up to them. I'd immediately ask them what industry they were in. My primary focus for that was to cat start categorizing people into what I call power teams, which is, you know, if they're in real estate and they're real estate related, they're in the real estate power team. If they're serve businesses and that kind of thing, they might be in the marketing power team, but they might be in the business services power team. So I want to categorize them into those power teams. And when I, if they're in the trades, trades power team, if they're health and wellness or personal care, you know, I put them in that, that area. So uh, when I talk to them, I go, what do you do? And they tell me, and I ask them for a business card and I write down some information on the card about them. Don't do this in Asia. If you, by the way, they <laughs> okay. get really offended. Okay, good point. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, if you write on their card, it's like, you did something terrible to them. But uh, here in the States, it's perfectly acceptable to write on people's cards. So always carry a pen. I like um, Sharpie gel pens because they can write on any surface, right? And Very so, good tip. Um, I carry those with me. I'll write on there. Uh, obviously, if, if it's you, you're, you're, you're actually in the real estate power team, you know, uh, sure. selling PNC insurance. So I, look, I would go, the next person I talk to, and they go, hey, I'm a real estate agent. And I go, oh. Have you met my buddy over here who does us insurance? And so then I'll take the real estate agent and I'll bring the two of you together. Right now I've created a group in the room and I've got both of your cards. I'm going to follow up with you later. And then uh, the next person I meet maybe is a CPA. And CPA is, of course, probably standing by himself and wondering what he's doing there. And so I'm going to go, hey, you come with me because we're in the, in the business services power team. We're going to go find the next person who's standing by themselves, probably because they're a bookkeeper. Right. And so yeah. I'm going to walk over to them. Not that I'm judging all CPAs and bookkeepers, but let's be honest, they're, most of them are introverts, right? So sure. I'm going to walk over and go, uh, what do you do? And the next person says, hey, I'm a bookkeeper. I'm like, great, here's a CPA, here's a bookkeeper, I'm going to introduce the two of you. Now I'm become valuable to four people in the room, yeah. right? And so what are they going to do is they're going to start, as they're networking, they're going to start looking for people for me. Right. So in a room of 100 people, in say I have an hour at that in that room, I'm going to probably talk to 15 to 20 people. I'm going to connect all of them together in these groups, in these, in these power teams. And when I walk out of there, I'm going to walk out of there with 15 or 20 cards of people who want to meet with me to get more of that later. Great. Right. So... Uh, that's how I expanded my network so fast. You know, I always ask people, how many contacts do you have in your phone? You know, um, and 
and we'll kind of compare. And it's not for me to go, look how many contacts I have in my phone compared to you. But I've been doing this since 2003. I have 47,000 contacts in my phone, right? And these are people who when I call, like I called one who's a, she does uh, real estate, you know, uh, property management. I called her the other day and I haven't talked to her in probably a decade. Uh, But somebody asked me, I knew a property manager who does a certain type of property management. She does that. Yeah. So I called her up and I was like, hey, this is Joe McKittish. And she was like, Joe, you know, super excited to talk to me because she knows that I got something for her. I'm not calling her to ask her for anything. So what do you do after the event? So uh, before I leave the event, I text follow up uh, with every single person that I met. So uh, that's why people, when they see me at events, I'm usually sitting in my car for extended period of time. <laughs> Just hammering yeah. out texts. I'm bebopping to some music, <laughs> pounding out texts uh, to people. Um, I generally avoid email. Um, or that kind of thing. Some people I will connect with them on social media right away. So uh, depending on where they're at and what that, what I think they might, we may, might be able to uh, benefit from a mutual relationship. Like you know, for example, you and me, I would connect with you. See, you have a lot of followers on social media. How can we connect to to empower each other there? Right. right. So um, that that's what I'll do with probably half of those cards. The other ones I'm going to follow up with every single one of them. I'm going to say, hey, great meeting you tonight. You know, um, hey, there's another event going on in a week. Would you like to come with me, right? And so I want to. What I'm doing there is sifting through people to see if they're willing to invest more time in their relationship and show up on an event I invite them to. Awesome. Before I spend time in a one-to-one. Okay, so I love all of that because you are bringing, you're expanding their networks. They didn't ask you to do it, but you're doing it, right? So how does that turn into business for you? So the way it turns in for me, business for me is the law of reciprocity, right? So um, I used to wear like a, a lapel, lapel pin that said give, give, give on it. And it was kind of a BNI thing back in the 90s. Sure. And um, anybody who watches old Grant Cardone videos, he's got that lapel pin on and he <laughs> talks about it, right? So um, back in the 90s, he wore, even wore that pin. It was like a 90s thing, I think. Yeah. So um, the idea was you give three times before you ask for anything. So people who are not my power team, they're not in business services. I'm going to invite them to events. I'm going to introduce them to people. I'm going to give them things like um, help them expand their network and grow their business organically without asking them for anything. And what will happen is naturally they're going to start asking what I do and they're going to go, Hey, I know somebody that needs you because I've already given them three things. They feel this inequality in the relationship right. where they need to find something to give. Right. To help There's a out. hole there. Right. Yeah, they're, they're like, the, the, the scales are not balanced. Right. right? <laughs> they're like, I feel like I got to get something for Joe because you know, he's given me the awesome much. Santa Claus showed up, right? Yeah. Santa Claus showed up. <laughs> <laughs> got to give him the cookies. Right. Yeah. And, and so what happens there is um, naturally people just start referring business to me. And in the business services power team, I'm going, we'll talk CPAs and business bankers and business coaches. When I sit down with them and I tell them what I do, well, I'm going to actually schedule one-to-ones with those people because they're in my power team. Yeah. I generally don't do one-to-ones with people who are not my power team. I'll do group meetings with them. But um, I'm not going to sit down for a coffee for one hour, typically, with somebody who's not servicing other businesses. Great. Um, because I, I could spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week doing that and never get through the list of people I met this week. Right. Yeah. How many events do you go to in a month? In a month? Probably 30 to 40, I would say, uh, networking type activities. And how, do, how, how have you found these events? I know, you know I work with a lot of newer insurance agents, and I help them try and learn how to do exactly what we're talking about, you know, build their network, grow their business, and things like that. And I'm always talking about, you got to go to B&I, get in chamber events, yada, 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 and right. get in front of people, meet people. You know, a lot of people are trying to build their business um, in a way that is easy, which is really impossible. People are buying leads and they're doing things from their office and behind they're hiding behind their screens and things like that. And they're like, how do you do this? I'm like, you got to get out. Um, and a lot of them are like, well, where do I go? So what would you tell someone who needs to get out and meet people? Like, where do you find these congregations of people to meet? <laughs> well, here in the Valley, it's easy because, um, you know, we have a networking calendar of all the networking events in town. You do? I do. You put it together. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so on doworkinguniversity.com, there's a, you know, you can click on store and there's the, the networking calendar for the Treasure Valley. So every single networking event of any kind, whether it's a BNI group or a chamber event, uh-huh. There's usually 20 to 30 events a day happening here in the Valley, oh which God. most people don't know about um, because we scour about 100 websites to get those, right? So if you're not in the Treasure Valley, it's going to be harder. 
Um, you're just going to have to start with BNI chapters and you're going to have to start creating your own calendar of things like the chamber. And even the chambers are really bad about announcing when the events are. So, you know, we had to do to get our calendar working right was reach out to the chambers and go, okay, you guys got to be good about keeping your stuff up to date so we can keep our calendar. You're holding them accountable. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting is I'll, I'll go to their events. 20 to 30% of the people there came exclusively because of our calendar, right? They didn't, the chambers didn't notify those people we did. And so uh, we created that calendar because I was spending probably an hour to a week looking for events to go to. Now open up my Google calendar. Voila, I've got every single event <laughs> oh all in one place. And so uh, we have probably uh, you know 1,200 or so business owners here in town and, and professionals that use our calendar every day to go to networking events. And what it's done is dramatically increase the number of people that are at our networking events. And what's great about that for everybody is you go to a networking event, and if you had gone prior to the calendar, there'd be 30% less people there. And so we've increased the number of people, which means your network can grow faster. There's more people for you to network with. Wow. Well done. So I know that you started, I don't know where you started, but you and I met when you were doing some uh, form of cloud computing or you were helping <laughs> businesses get set up, you know, in the cloud. And I knew one of your, one of your uh, sales reps is a good buddy of mine. Um, so get me to what you're like, how is do work, you know, born um walk me through what that was like yeah so we you know we started so in 2004 i started a business here that was much it was very similar to the one i started in houston which was um it services so we would go out and fix people's computers we would set up some monitoring tools check their backups you know that kind of thing make sure everything was running right the cloud didn't exist outside of corporations back then so the internet just wasn't strong enough for small businesses to use any kind of cloud services and Nobody knew what the heck it was anyway. Right. So, what the hell? Know, um, <laughs> but when I worked for HP and you know Compaq and companies like that, we all talked about cloud computing even back in the 90s. We were talking about it. So, uh, But it changed to what it is today by small businesses kind of taking the reins and driving the corporations to giving it to small businesses. So uh, companies like mine, 2008 timeframe, I started doing cloud. We started doing cloud computing uh, on a smaller scale, you know, private cloud for small companies. And um, then we built a shared cloud environment for businesses. This was before, like, that's probably when we met, you know, um, that nobody knew what the heck cloud computing was, no. you know, and so it was more of an education thing, and it was really difficult to sell. Because sure, we were selling something nobody knew it existed. Yeah, and so, um, but we we had some success. We we grew the business to several million dollars in revenue very quickly, and that allowed us to invest into uh, cloud technology our own and to kind of develop our own stuff. And we were doing stuff that nobody had seen before. You know, uh, even bigger corporations, we'd walk in and we're like, here's how we would build out your cloud environment. And they're like, sign us up for that. You nice. Know? Um, big international corporations had us come build stuff for them. And, um, you know, it was really fun, a fun time. But what we had a, a hard time with was uh, marketing, right? Because I, at the beginning, I was marketing with BNI and I was marketing with networking groups and I was doing it the way I do now. But my time became crunched. And so... You know, I hired a sales rep and he did the same thing that I was doing and that was great. And he was out networking and growing and we were like, hey, we want to grow across the country. And so um, not knowing any better, the first thing we did was hire a marketing agency. And the marketing agency said, okay, you know, we're going to do this whole thing. It's going to be 60 grand. We're going to build out this marketing program. And I bet you can guess how many customers we got. God, can you count them on one hand? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I can count them on one hand with my fingers closed. And so um, at $60,000, we were like, maybe we just didn't hire the right marketing agency. Right, right? I hate that. Um, we hired, I decided to do a test and give every, you know, parable of talents right out of the Bible, right? Give three marketing agencies 10 grand and see which ones could give me customers. Like your own version of the apprentice here. Yeah. Whichever one did it, then I would give it, give them, uh, the whole, the whole budget. Right. And so, uh, that $30,000 went nowhere. (laughs) And so I got really frustrated. (laughs) I'm not. I'm a lot calmer now than I was in my twenties. And so, uh, so can I, can we, can we sit on that for a second? Cause I think that's interesting. Marketing is tough. Like we talked about earlier and, um, I always wanted to learn how to do it myself. Like I have a creative side and, and I wanted to learn how to do it myself because I didn't want to pay anyone else to do it for a couple of reasons. One, I was a small business. I'm not making a lot of money. I don't have $10,000 to give anybody. I can't, you know how much insurance I have to sell to make $10,000, a lot lot of insurance. (laughs) Right. And so I don't have that kind of budget. And so all of my stuff in the early days, 
even today, I learned how to grow my business on a very, very razor thin budget because I didn't have any money in the beginning. Um, but I have at times dipped my toe into the waters of the, you know marketing companies and sure. things like that. And every time I've been just radically disappointed and they use metrics that I don't care about, right. you know, website hits and downloads and all this stuff, but I'm like, but it's not driving me a dollar of revenue, you know? And so, um, what would you, what would you tell to someone who has their, who has their eye on hiring like a marketing company? Would you just say, you know, how would you vet a marketing company or would you just say, you're better off learning how to do this yourself, but what if they don't know how? Like, what, what would you tell someone who's thinking about doing something like that? You know, to, with small businesses, usually until they're making about a million dollars a year in revenue, I would say spend zero dollars on any kind of marketing, um, especially with an agency of any kind. They're not really geared to help smaller companies. Um, they, they try to. They try. Sure. And I'm not going to say that they're being malicious, but they're taking people's money and they really can't provide them much in return. Like if, you, if you're making, say, the $20,000 a month in revenue and say you have a budget of $1,000 to spend on marketing, you'd be much better served spending $1,000 at the coffee shop buying people coffee one person at a time. Sure. Then you would be giving a marketing agency 1000 bucks, Or hiring a part-time somebody that you have right. more control over yeah. and you can direct them in different ways. Absolutely. In, in which case, what they're doing, that part-time person is doing is offloading some of your work so that you can spend more time having coffee with people. Right. You could, you could do more marketing, right? <laughs> and so, you know, when I had my first business, the first person I hired was a bookkeeper. And everybody's like, what are you doing hiring a bookkeeper first? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to make the mistake of a lot of other businesses where they hire a salesperson first. Well, the problem with hiring a salesperson first is that you're the operations person doing the operations. Now, now you're doing the book, staying up till two o'clock in the morning, trying to get invoices out while your salesperson's out there keeping your calendar full of work and you haven't hired another person to help you out yet, right? So what, what often happens is people go hire a marketing agency and they hope that they that will offload the sales work that they're doing. What they should be doing is going, how can I offload the marketing or not the marketing, but the accounting work first, yeah. bookkeeping and accounting first, operations second, right? So, you know, sales is third. And because nobody will sell your business better than you, nobody's right. going to market your business better than you. Even if you don't know it jack about marketing, you can literally take my courses and I'll teach you how to market your business. Right. And so you don't have to be having a marketing degree. I don't have a marketing degree. And the people I've met with marketing degrees tend to know nothing about marketing. Right. <laughs> they, they have theory, but they don't know how to have the nuts and bolts of day to day in and out, filling a pipeline with prospects. Right. Like qual what is marketing supposed to do? Marketing is supposed to fill your pipeline with qualified prospects for your business. Right. And what, what do you do instead? You pay a marketing agency to fill, fill your pipeline with what? Website clicks? Yeah. Or followers on TikTok, right? right. Or some, some kind of nonsense like that. But do those people ever turn into customers? It might be the, a good branding effort or a long-term strategy, but we don't have budget for long-term strategy. You're making less than a million dollars a year. You're basically running broke. Right? Yep. And so the, the, it has to be short-term strategy of customer acquisition today. You can't play the game of, oh, well, this branding and marketing effort that this marketing agency is doing might bring me customers three years from now. Yeah. You don't have time for that. No. What you have time for is getting it done now. You need customers today. Yeah. And so nobody's going to do that faster than you. The problem is people spend their time on marketing on stuff that doesn't work. Right. right. And so they don't have a strategy. They don't understand it. They watch too many TikTok videos and they think that maybe they can just go to, um, you know, a yard sales and pick, pick a bunch of Maxbox cars and create a business. Right. That just doesn't exist. That right. type of marketing doesn't happen. And I did try that, by the way. It was pretty, <laughs> it was fun. I met a lot of interesting people, I'll bet. but I didn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your cloud computing business, you end up selling that, I would imagine. Yes. Was that Sen? Yeah. Sen? Sen Technologies. Sen Technologies. Yeah. 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 So you end up selling that and then what did you do next you know um so we my wife and i started an outsourced sales business so it was kind of interesting i'd walk go into businesses and they would be further along say they're doing four million ten million in revenue and they're like i just need to hire a qualified salesperson and then they'd hire a salesperson and then the salesperson wouldn't sell anything um, or they'd sell for the first 90 days and then quit selling. Oh, this sounds familiar. I'm yeah. having PTSD. Thanks. <laughs> Everybody who's ever hired salespeople is like, ah, oh, talking about me. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, over and over again, I'd run into that. 
even in my own business, I kind of ran into it because what the heck did I know as an IT guy owning a business when I hired my first salesperson in like, you know, 2005, what I know about hiring salespeople, I don't even know anything. Right. And I didn't know about CRMs. I didn't know about how to manage the people or how to incentivize them or encourage them. You know, um, the, what makes them happy is completely different than an IT technician or a bookkeeper. Those right. people I understand, right? And so uh, salespeople are completely motivated in a different way, and I didn't understand it. Most business owners don't. And so what we determined was we had a bunch of salespeople that were very good and they were trained our way. They could, they could go get their own prospects. They were uh, capable of doing the marketing and the sales. They were capable of running a CRM. And so um, I had a salesperson who was only working for me half time. And he's like, hey, I don't want to work for you full time. I want to go sell something else half time. Do you know anybody else hiring a half time salesperson? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me go see, ask some of my friends. And so I asked a, another business owner. I'm like, hey, I got this half time sales guy. And uh, he wants the other half to be selling for somebody else. Do you got anything for him? He's like, I do, but I don't have time to train the guy or manage him or deal with any of his nonsense but you know he's like but if you want to take him onto your team i'll pay you to um you know at a fee a base plus commission like i would a normal sales guy you manage him you deal with him you bring in the leads and i'll pay you for all that okay and i was like okay let me figure that out all right let's see what that looks yeah. like and so i sat down with a spreadsheet and i'm like okay i went back to the guy i was like okay here's the deal you know here's what the base is and here's what the, the commission is can you pay that and um you know we want to use our own crm not yours but i need all your past customers right and so uh to load into the crm so we're not overlapping and calling your past customers and looking like idiots and so uh, we did all that and that guy started selling and then in the first month part-time for this other company he sold more than their other two in-house salespeople combined oh wow that were full-time and the owner of the company is like, dude, what are you doing with this guy? And we're like, well, let's see if the three-month burnout happens because we know, we all know salespeople are right. out three months, The right? clock so, is ticking. So uh, three months, four months, five months, six months into this, the business owner is like, one of his full-time sales guys uh, quit and went somewhere else, and he didn't replace him, right? And so... Um, he was like, can I get another halftime person for that? And I was like, dude, I only had the one guy. <laughs> what do you think I am? Yeah, and I'm like, I only had to have a business around this. And then so my wife and I were talking about it, you know, and uh, we're like, why don't we have a business about this? You know, now, and so we looked on, online to find if, another business out there that did it. And um, there was a, a business here local that had something similar, but not quite. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we reached out to them. We engaged them with my son technologies business and they didn't do a very good job. Right. And so um, I'm like, you know, maybe we can do this better. And so we hired another salesperson on you know, we created a new company. Um, and that company, we, we ended up hiring like 17 salespeople over time, right? Oh and my so God. Um, we, all these businesses we've since sold, but it was just an interesting concept of people didn't know how to market. Business owners, even at that level, five, four, five, six, $10 million, $20 million in revenue, didn't know how to market well. They didn't know how to engage their existing customers. And they didn't know how to acquire customers at a pace fast enough to meet their goals. And so um, we started doing that for them. And that business was fantastic. And it kind of led me down the path of uh, teaching business owners how to do marketing, right? So I'd meet with my little, my business friends who were doing, say, 10000 or 20000 a month in total revenue in their business. And they're like, man, I'm just stressed out. I gave them this marketing person all my money and now I'm broke. This is like a story I hear every single day. And I'm like, okay, here's what you need to do. And I give them like three things. And I'm like, let me show you. And so one day I looked at my calendar and uh, every minute of every day was blocked out for me teaching other business owners how to do their own marketing. And I'm like, hmm. I'm trying to run. And I still own the Send Technologies business then. I own the outsourced sales business then. Um, I had started a web design business, so I own that too. And so uh, I'm running three businesses, and then I'm spending all 40 hours of my week, every week, uh, doing uh, training small businesses how to do their own marketing. Like, maybe I can be more efficient with this and do a workshop instead. Yeah, so yeah. instead of me doing it one-on-one, -on -one, I'll just pile all these people into one room, and then I don't have to spend 40 hours. I can just spend four hours. Smart. Smart. Right? Smart. <laughs> All right, so tell me, what were some of the, what were you teaching these people before you decided to throw them all in one room? What were the big mistakes that they were making or what were the things that they were not doing? Because this is the real meat of it, right? Like, sure. what, what, what were they doing wrong? Why couldn't they get somebody on board? And what were the three things that you were teaching people? Yeah, so we'll start with the three mistakes they were making. Um, mistake number one, which most business owners do network uh, make, is they were networking wrong. 
So they would go out and network and they're like, people, you know, BNI nationally has like a 20% drop off rate every year. So they churn out 20% of yep. their people. And the reason is, is because people aren't making enough money with it. The reason they're not making money is because they're networking incorrectly. Right. Right. And so, um, so that, that led me to teach people how to do more, you know, networking correctly. Right. And I, I'm like, here, let me save you, save you a bunch of time. Were you blowing people's mind? Were they like, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. the, I didn't know that. Like, it seems pretty, it seems simple and easy now that you've right. kind of learned it. But like, it's, 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 isn't it surprising that they didn't know even those basics? I don't know who the heck does know it. You know, yeah. I, I travel to other markets. You know, I'll go to Miami, San Antonio, um, Chicago. I, I network with people all over the all over the country, all over the world. Uh, and I've never met anybody who had, actually goes and teaches people how to network right. Uh, B&I has some training online on how to do that, but it's not... It's not easily digestible and it's yeah. not easy to implement, right? And so people don't implement it because it's too hard to understand. Yep. And when you get too technical, too complicated, people are like, ah, I don't, they just get locked up and just don't do anything, yeah. right? And so, so that was a mistake number one. It's the biggest one because it's a huge time waster. And people think, hey, I can go network and get all the business I want. But if they're networking wrong, then they're, they're not, not getting the business and they're wasting a bunch of time and they get frustrated and quit doing it. Yep. Right? And so then they're back to spending money on marketing. And so, you know, we're so the full cycle. terrible cycle. Yeah. And so they, they go and find a marketing agency who, who promises them certain things, right? And the, and the things that they promise them is we're going to do social media marketing for you, right? So we're going to post a bunch of stuff on your business pages. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, y'all should see, you should see this face right now. You know, it's the face you're probably, most of you other than the social media marketers are making, right? And it's that... Uh, your promise that we're going to post a bunch of stuff on on social media, and that could be Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Alignable, God knows what, right? Your Google business page, uh, Twitter, heaven forbid you, you actually think that's going to work. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, you post all this stuff, and people are going to come do business with you because they see your stuff and they resonate with you, and they're going to want, want, want what you have. The reality is nobody cares, nobody sees anything that you do, right? So that's, step, that's mistake number one. Mistake number two is the, the people who promise you that they can get you a website and do SEO on it and uh, do all these Google mm-hmm. ads. So anything that relates to Google, if it's not free, you're probably making a mistake, okay? So... Um, SEO, you know, uh, there's SEO people and sometimes they do work, but the budget has to be huge. Your budget's got to be a couple, several thousand dollars a month to work properly. I'm sure there's SEO people here in this. I could do it for 500 bucks, but can you really, can you really uh, make a difference for $500 a month? And so uh, what happens is these small business owners spend all these money, all this money on pipe dreams, right? So there's statistically 80% of small business owners plus have spent money on marketing that didn't work in the last 90 days. So you think about how much money is wasted on marketing efforts that don't work. It's insane. Yep. Take that money and invest it into a real estate investment trust and get some passive income. Off, <laughs> right. God's sake, something. Right. You know, um, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop spending the money on marketing that doesn't work. And so uh, I got really frustrated with it because in my own businesses, I was spending, I spent money on marketing that didn't work. And we went back to the old way, you know, do work. I mean, the name of my business is do work for a reason, right? And it's not just working hard, right? The saying isn't, work harder, not smarter. It's work smarter, not harder. And so right. what we do is we want to show you the right work to do so that you don't spend a bunch of time trying to figure it out. And Great. so uh, that's what I was teaching people was, you know, whatever business they were in, it didn't really matter um, where they marketed and how they marketed might change, right? Who they talk to might change. So somebody who's a CPA, I'm going to talk to them about networking and building a referral network. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, boosting their uh, Google business page organically and getting reviews, right? Yeah. And that's basically, uh, you know, have a, have a LinkedIn page where people can find you with all your contact info done. You don't need anything fantastic there. Right. So, so when did you learn that you had, it sounds like we're getting to the point where we're like, I think we've got something here that we can sell. Right. I right. mean, so you, so when did you wake up? What day did you wake up? And you're like, all right, look, I'm doing all this work. I'm teaching all these people, these things. I'm going to get them all in one room instead of doing 40 meetings. I'm going to do one, you know, or yep. whatever. Like when did you realize that you had a product or that you had a gap to fill, you know, in the market and what did you do from there? Yeah, I think the first time was we did a, um, I think it was just a, like a LinkedIn, like people, we had a bunch of B2B people who wanted me to teach them how to use LinkedIn. It takes me about two hours. And so I was like, can I get a, I had a little training room as part of our office, held like 25, 30 people easily. And so I'm like, okay, everybody pay me 50 bucks. You know, that way I can just, you know, buy some food and drinks for y'all. Right. And, um, and so I, I'm like, I was thinking five people were going to show up. 
And the room was filled. Like, we didn't have an empty seat in the room. And Great. I'm like, well, I got something oh, cool here. Maybe. Something yeah. here. And so uh, by then, I had a, a software company, which you use, Winning Reviews, mm-hmm. uh, that was up and running. And so... Um, you know, because I was helping people get reviews, it all started with the Google business thing. I was telling people to use Google business all the time, te- teaching them how to do it. And then, um, you know, I tell them to go get reviews, go get reviews. Go. Get, I sound like a broken record. Right. I, I was like, if I say one more time, go get reviews. For God's sakes, go get yeah. reviews. <laughs> and so uh, I realized that people were incapable unca- of doing it on their own, right? They'd ask people for reviews. The customers would say they'd do it and they d- didn't do it. Right. Right. The whole thing. And it's so annoying. And we so, all know it. Yeah. We created software to automate that. And so that led to people coming to me all, more for advice on Google business because I'd help, I'd sell them winning reviews and they're like, hey, can you show me how to get Google business? working right yeah and so um and from there i'm like well you're b2b let me show you how to use linkedin and so that linkedin workshop was the first official workshop i did then i scheduled a google business one from that like a week and a half later and that workshop was fantastic we have another room full of people and i started getting people texting me going hey that course that you or that workshop that you had i've gotten three or four customers from it you know uh the the um the linkedin one i still get people all the time now this is years and years later saying hey that one workshop i went to on linkedin i get 80 to 90 percent of my customers from wow and i'm like Sweet. Maybe you got something really cool here yeah. that I can teach people on scale. And so this was pre- prior to COVID, obviously, and we were doing workshops, 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 boot camps, in person, full day, half day, yeah, all of those in person. Okay. And so um, when COVID hit, you know, March of 2020, I was like, we had all these workshops lined up. Like we were sold out for three, four months. Wow. And so. I'm like, let's move all those to Zoom and see if we can uh, not have to refund these people their money. And so um, I think we only had to refund one person who was kind of like, well, it's in person or nothing. And so I was like, okay, okay, well, sir. You know, uh, the city said I'm not allowed to do it. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they were actually came, they were they were actually kind of rude about it. You know, and so uh, I was like, okay, we're going to move everything to Zoom. That's fine. And from there, people said, hey, I don't want to spend three hours on Zoom with you. You know, it's not bad. I like it. I get a lot out of it, but it's a lot sitting in front of my computer. And yeah. so, um, and I, so I'm like, well, maybe I can create courses that are like little five, take that same content that's three, yeah. four hours and chop it up into little five minute pieces and offer that to people. Yeah. And so uh, we started offering those as a one-off sale where people would come in and I'm like, here's the course. It's X number of dollars. At your own speed. It. Yep. And so... And then people came to me and went, he got like five or six of these courses. Can we just buy a bundle of them? And then they're like, hey, this other guy that we know uh, sells something like a different thing on sales. It's $100 a month. Can you, and we get access to all his library. Can we do the same thing with you? And I'm like, sure, I'll do that. You know, whatever. (laughs) And so that kind of led to where we are today with uh, what we call the Do Work membership. And that includes 12 courses on marketing, uh, sales, time management, because people are always griping. They don't have enough time. And so uh, I'm like, well, I have plenty of time. And how can I go to 30, 40 networking events in a month? And I'm still like, I still got plenty of time. I'm here with you, right? Yeah. And so um, the, the reason is I manage my time better, right? And so I, I went through all the things I used to manage my time and have a course on that included. And so that kind of, that led me to doing social events. COVID drove me to that, right? Because yeah. nobody was doing them and everybody's cooped up and losing their minds. And so uh, we, there was a friend of ours that owned like a bar and event center type thing out in Nampa. She was like, hey, you know, you can come out here and do like a little business event if you want. And I'm like, Cool. Okay. Drinks with friends. I like that. Yeah. So, um, the first one we did, I think we had like 12, 15 people show up. And uh, the second one we did, we had like 100. <laughs> oh my God. And I think people were just done with COVID, right? They were, yeah. we're, we're over it and uh, we want to go meet with people. And so um, she had to move us out of the bar over to the event room because we just had too many people and we filled up the whole bar. So you have 12 courses yep. and you can get access to this in different ways. There's, is there a, is the membership the only way or can you a la carte it? Like how do you have, what are your packages look yeah, like? We go, we're actually, that's one of the things I talked about right before we got on here is we're um, changing things up for the end of the year, what we're going to do next year. And we are going to a la carte those because we've had a number of people ask for just the one course. Uh, right now the membership's $47 a month and you get all 12 courses, right? So, um, you know, what I tell people, if you want to a la carte it and you, I pay the pay the monthly fee for a couple months and then cancel it if you want. Right. So, um, how much content is there? Like twelve courses. How much time? Like well, like if you watched them all, how long would it take? Probably. I mean, it, it's probably thirty hours or oh, so wow. of content. Um, but most people don't need all of it, right? So if you're not B two B, 
you probably don't need Alignable that much, and you probably don't need you know uh, LinkedIn as much as you probably do, say Facebook and Google Business and Nextdoor. So is it mostly marketing? Yeah, so it's it's focused on mostly on marketing, although there is uh, referral marketing in there as well. Um, we we are starting to build out our sales training piece. That's not done yet, so that's a next year thing. Right now, we're doing sales training and sales coaching. We don't have courses on it yet. Okay. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of a, an add-on piece. So people come to us and they're like, hey, I need help with selling better. I'm, I'm, I'm using your marketing stuff. My pipeline's full, but my close ratio is like 10, 20, 30%. Yeah. And I'm like, what if we can get that to 50 or 60? What would that do for you? You know, and so I teach people how to sell better. So, Joe, another thing that I'm curious about always is pricing. Like yep. $47 a month is very affordable. I mean, right. there are yep. sales courses out there that are that are exceptionally more expensive than that, right? right? So how did you decide? My guess is you're like, all right, we're going to do this at an affordable level. There's uh, obviously a cheaper entry point. You obviously want it to be quality work. It's obviously working based on the feedback that you're getting, you know. But you know what caused you to price it there instead of like 149 a month or, you know, a thousand bucks for the whole thing? Like, what was your mentality? Obviously, you wanted a lot. You know, right. you have to get a lot to make that worth it. So, what was your thought process for pricing? And then how, you know, and then getting in front of thousands of people. Like, you got to sell a lot of these things, right? <laughs> right. And so, so. Yeah, so the 47 is because everybody can really afford that, right? So if you're just starting up or you have a side hustle and you want to make that side hustle make more money, uh, 47 is a reasonable amount of money, right? You go to eat dinner at Applebee's with your wife and you have a, each have a beer, you're over that amount of Easy. money, right? And so, um, you know, if, in fact, if you go on our website, it says our cheaper than dinner pricing is the 47 bucks, right? So uh, <laughs> skip, skip going out to eat one time and you're there. Yeah. And so, um, that's really why we priced it that way is so that we could help everybody else. Uh, I see a lot of people who have side hustles and they get taken advantage of. You know, actually, uh, there's a, a person who's a photographer that I know and somebody put her on my calendar to call me like right as I was walking into an event. And I'm like, I literally have five minutes to talk to you. So um, and she was telling me the sob story of, you know, she started her her photography business marketing and she had saved up enough money to live on for like six months. Right. And so marketing agency came in and said, hey, we can bring you all the customers you want for your photography business. And uh, here's what's going to be. And it was half of that money. Right. And so now she had a three month runway to grow her business enough to support herself. And as you can you can expect, what how many customers she got from the the marketing agency was zero. And so in three months, she was broke. She couldn't put gas in her car. She couldn't buy food. And so uh, she was like looking for a job. And yeah. so somebody has a hail mary, put her on my calendar three months late, uh, but put her on my calendar. And I'm like, okay, let me ask you about your one to ones that you've you've been doing. And so she told me she's like, well, I met with a financial planner and I met with a real estate agent. No, 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 no. I'm like, okay. What's your and this was a Thursday night. What does your calendar look like tomorrow morning? She's like, Well, I got these one to ones. I'm like, Tell me who they're with. And I said, Cancel, call and cancel all those people. <laughs> you know, just reschedule them to whenever. Yeah. And so, what I want you to do tomorrow morning is look into your phone and find all the people who do marketing. You're, you do marketing because you're a photographer. Go find other people who do marketing, social media marketing people, you know, people who are in that space, website, web developers who, are, who work for companies. They work mm -hmm. in-house at a company. So uh, they're maybe the, the um, website person for a big corporation. Right. Right. Call them up and tell them, hey, I'm in, I do photography. I do headshots. And I, I need, a, I need a, um, a help here. You know, do you have anybody in the company that needs a new headshot? Right. And so the uh, second person she called was uh, worked at a company here in town, and uh, they actually had their headshot photographer got sick or flaked on him or whatever, and they three had 300 headshots done, like, right away. Oh, my God. Right? And so uh, she spent the whole morning on Friday, like, snapping headshots like crazy. And so she came over to my barbecue lunch that I have every Friday at Big Daddy's Barbecue. She came over and sat down with me, and she's like, ah, I paid for my lunch and buy my own gas, you know, and whatever. And I was like, cool, you know, the rest of your day looks like I'm doing more headshots. And so I'm like, okay, don't go back to doing what you're doing before. Right. And so... And for God's sake, you know, don't give the marketing agencies any more of your money until you ha you're doing a million plus a year. And even then, you might want to get on my calendar and ask me if it's a good idea first. Right? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> not all marketing is made made uh, the same. Yeah. So with, with your pricing, is that kind of what you sell or is there another – is that uh, – 
is your do work a gateway into anything else? Is that kind of it? You know no, what I mean? So um, we do have the winning review software right. that most people, a lot of people know us by, um, which is fantastic. We, we love it. Winningreviews.com. Yeah, you use it. Yeah. Um, a lot of the businesses in town, you search them up and they got, you know, 200, 300, 400, 500,000 reviews. They're using our software. Yep. Um, and so uh, we have that. But we also have an extended membership that's one level up from the 47. It's $197 and includes um, more online training and or in-person training and also Zoom calls with me to do strategy, right? Okay. So uh, it's in a group setting, but usually there's 10 or 20 or 30 people on those calls and they can ask me anything about business they want. I'm having problems with hiring. I'm having problems with uh, you know acquiring new customers in this new market. I want to open a new office, whatever it might be. Um, you know, and those calls are pretty lively. They last an hour, but they feel like they take 10 minutes. Right. And so, um, that's included with that, that higher end package. And that's really where we, we, we end on memberships. Uh, we do some coaching. So people need more accountability. They want to grow even faster. Maybe they have the ability to scale. So, uh, they're doing 30,000 a month and they won't, they're like, dude, I really want to be doing a million a year. How do I get there? And, um, and I'm like, well, you can do all the courses on your own or we can do some coaching and I'll tell you what to do every single day for six months yeah. and take you there. So a lot of people in that case, so that's a thousand dollars a month for that coaching. Okay. So, but what I do is they don't have to think. Yep. There's no thinking involved. I do the thinking, they do the doing right. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's Monday. What one hour are you going to do of marketing stuff? Are you going to do today? You check your sheet and you go, okay, I need to do this, this, and this. Joe told me to do these three things and even say this thing to these people. <laughs> and at the end of it, they go from doing 20000 a month to doing 400000 a month. Um, that, that creates a whole bunch of other problems, like they need to hire people and do stuff right. like that. That's not my area, right? right? I'm a, I, I'm customer acquisition. But I bet you know somebody yeah. who can I know help people them with who that, can help right? With that. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, usually that's where referrals come in. They're like, I need to hire people faster. Like, let me introduce you to my friends over here that can help you with that. Um, but uh, really, I'm all about growing business fast enough because I want to, I want to help you and every other business owner in town get time and money freedom. That's my goal. So when you were building out your course, uh, your 12 modules, like what was that process like for you? Like how did you build it out? Is it all your stuff? Is it just like your last 15 years of everything that you've learned? You're like, this is the stuff that I know that works. This is the stuff I know that doesn't work. Like how did you build it out? What was your method? Yeah, so my method was to take what I was teaching in workshops that I knew really, really, that worked really, really well and turn those into courses first, right? So that started with Google Business primarily uh, because I I work with a lot of service businesses and a lot of local companies that are smaller and Google Business is kind of unknown. Like they have one. Right. Um, It's like Excel. Maybe even a marketing company set it up for them, but um, it's set up completely incorrectly. Um, I've yet to see one where somebody didn't go through my course and set it up that way that actually did it right. And so... (laughs) So uh, there's a lot of money being left on the table in that area. So that was the first one I did, and it was actually torture for me, man. You know, I, I hate sitting in front of a computer all day for, you know, and when, you, when you're creating the, the course, you're creating like a five or ten minute video. Then you have to make sure that it looks good, the sound is good, as you know with this podcast, right? And, yeah. then, I get, and then I have to extract it, and i got to put it into the online learning platform. Got to get a graphic made. i got to do all this stuff. Right. And so um, to create a course is like a week of work yeah, and so, uh, or more and mm-hmm. solid. And then I don't get to go out and hang out with my friends. Right. At morning events. And so <laughs> I, w- I was kind of frustrated with the, the process, but, um, I'm like enough people need this and I can help a lot more people if I, if they're not relying on my time to get it from me. And, and you so, only have to do it once and I have to do it once you know, until, so. until the tech changes. I've had to redo the Google business one, I think four times now. Oh my God. And yeah. so, um, but the reality is, is when I redo it, I have the, the hundreds and hundreds of people that can imme- will immediately jump in there and do that next course, right? Yeah. And so I don't have to call them all and go, hey, I'm going to workshop. I just send an email and go, hey, the new course is online. Nice. And so um, the first one was painful. The second one was painful. Um, and, but I realized when I was doing the referral marketing uh, course that... I, there was a lot of tools that I used that I've never showed anybody behind the scenes, right? So um, my, even my spreadsheets and how I use them, um, I convert them all into Google Sheets so they're easily accept, accessible. And I give all that away. All yeah. that's included with the courses, right? Wow. And so um, I, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff that I do behind the scenes to make my life better that I can really help a lot of people speed up the process. If you're in BNI or you're in a networking event or networking group of some kind, and you're not tracking your, your numbers, your referrals, uh, who your good referral partners are, how much money you're making, 
and uh, sending people thank you cards on the right time frame even, um, and you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Right? And so I really all those things really inspire me to double down on what I was doing, doing it faster, get those courses out faster, and also uh, implement a lot of stuff in my own business that I had forgotten. Right? There's stuff that as your business grows, you hit a couple million dollars in revenue, and you look back and you're like, the stuff that was crushing it for me when I was doing 10000 a month completely different now yep and i need to go back to doing some of that yeah so awesome all right the last thing i want to hear from you today is you mentioned it earlier but time management is something that many people struggle with you know and for one reason or another they're just not good at it you know they, they don't build the right habits they don't build the right systems they think they don't have the time right. which I think you and I would believe is totally false there's a lot of time in a day uh, you can do a lot of work in an undistracted pure free hour you can do a lot of work so what are some best practices that you tell people when it comes to time management you know I, I think the first thing is is track your time that you're spending stuff on you know where you're spending your time now uh, you'd be surprised yep and um, I, I have a a Google sheet that I have out there for people to just track their time in 15 minute increments. And then the next thing I tell them is once you've done that for a whole week, go down to Walmart or whatever and buy yourself three highlighters and they come in a pack like this, right? So there's a, a red one, there's a, uh, usually it's pink, but whatever, uh, a yellow one and a green one. Right. And so um, on there, first thing is look at the sheet and go anything that only I can do there's nobody else that's around me in my company or can outsource to a virtual assistant or something. I'll talk about actually virtual assistants real quick, but um, you know, highlight all of those in green, and it's probably ten percent of your time. Yeah. The the uh, yellow is uh, so take out the yellow one, and that's stuff that you're doing now that you don't currently have somebody on your team or like a VA already that's that can do that for you, but you believe that you can train somebody to do it pretty easily. And then uh, red is you've already got somebody on your team that can do that. You're just not handing it off to them. You're just right. doing it yourself because you're like, I'll just get it done faster mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, the first thing you need to do is take anything that's red, get it off your plate. Yeah. Well, I just got you five hours a week back right mm-hmm. there. And then uh, anything that's yellow, find somebody on your team to do it or, for God's sake, hire a virtual assistant to do it for you, right? And so um, I do have another business called VA Magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because, you, know, um, I, you know, I find these problems in the market. And what, what happens is people go hire one VA. That VA is maybe good at doing email, but not great at maybe creating graphics for a, a, a marketing campaign for you. Maybe you, you want to create flyers to hand out, hand out an event or, you know, uh, giveaways at a, um, you know, you have a booth. Yeah. And you need somebody to create stuff for you, a new business card design, whatever. Um, you need probably 20 VAs to do it. So I created a business called VA Magic where we actually have a a project manager and, you know, the website's myvamagic.com. You you have a, a project manager you work with. You tell them what you need done and then one of our 200 VAs will take care of the project for you, right? Wow. So you look at that sheet and you go, okay, I can hand this off to the project manager or to your own VA or somebody on your team and maybe train them how to do it. And get all that stuff off of you. I actually had a real estate agent. She's a broker. And she came up to me. She's like, I took your time management course. She's like, it got me back eight hours of time a week. Yeah, I believe it. And so um, so she's like, I required that my whole team do it. And we actually have accountability meetings every Monday. Um, are you using the time management? Are you using the tools that Joe gave us? You know, And so... I had no idea about any of this. I knew that they were my clients, but I had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. So I don't spy on everybody's stuff and see what courses are you taking. No. And so, um, but she t- she actually gave me a really nice gift. She's like, she came up and a very thoughtful gift. She's like, here's a gift for you. And thank you so much for helping me with this. She's like, conservative estimate with our team of 20 people is you've recouped about 70 hours of time a week. Oh for my God. Our team. It's like hiring two full-time staff. Absolutely. Right. And, and two full-time staff that you don't have to manage or, you know, train or anything, right? Yeah. These are people who now are much more efficient. And so she actually showed me a graph of how many homes they had closed prior. And without bringing on any other agents onto their team, their their number of closings increased by 20%, right? So if you think about... So they're paying less money or they're, they're, they're incredibly more efficient and they're making more money. Right. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Right. Right. I want that. You want that. Everyone, if you can, if I can, with that one course, just give you 20% of your time back and you can use it for meditating. Your right. life would be a million times better. Go read books. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do whatever you want. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Well, Joe, uh, you are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all of this and uh, you're a marketing uh, expert. Um, you've built your business around it and you are serving, I don't know what your number is, but I'm guessing it's thousands of people and doing really important work for the small business owner. So I want to thank you for coming on, sharing your expertise with me for an hour. Um, where can people find you? You know, uh, primarily, if people want to communicate with me, LinkedIn's the best. Facebook's also good. You can't miss me. You start yeah. ty- typing in Joe into LinkedIn, I'm going to come up. Right? <laughs> there he and is. And I, uh, I wear a cowboy hat, and I have a giant handlebar mustache, so you can't miss me. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I'm one of the few people where my profile picture looks exactly like me. And so, uh, <laughs> you have a uniform. <laughs> I have a uniform. That's for sure. And um, so uh, look me up there, and um, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, or dowerkuniversity.com. Uh, you can find everything that we're doing on there. And, um, yeah, I'd love to help any businesses. You know, we, we actually run a couple of big social events here in town, uh, tonight or tomorrow night is our, uh, evening social, but, um, they're the two biggest networking events in the area. So awesome. uh, I'm happy to invite anybody who wants to come out and meet some people, see how networking is done. Right. Our customers flood are fill in the room and they'll actually show you how to network properly <laughs> without me having to do it. They'll actually show you real time what to do. Amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, thanks for coming in. I appreciate you. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for having me. Yep. There you have it. I told you it was going to be good. That was uh, Joe McKittish from Dewark University. Uh, my name's Matt. This is none of my business. You can find me all over the place. I'm at deetsagency.com. If I'm very active on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Deets Agency. Uh, I really thank you for listening and keep up the good work. Yeah.